Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Panda Eyes. What's up? <laughs> so you were born in Zurich? Yeah, I'm from Zurich, Switzerland. Yeah. Switzerland is one tiny-ass country. People keep confusing it with Sweden. Oh. Which kind of makes sense because it has a cross. Mm-hmm. Switzerland has a cross. Just Switzerland is the red one with yeah. the white cross. Your grandmother is um, Italian, right? Yeah, damn. You did some research. <laughs> Yeah, she is. Yeah, I had a nonna. Yeah, an Italian grandmother. Were you originally like Italian and then moved over to? No, my my the father of my mom. I think he went. He went to Italy. He found himself a nice Italian girl, <laughs> and he took her back to Switzerland. And that's where my mom was made. And my dad's Swiss. Oh. So I'm I'm, I'm mainly Swiss. Yeah. yeah. What do they do? Oh, my parents. They're both teachers. Oh. Yeah, they both teach. What actually. do they teach? So my mom is like, um, she teaches younger kids. Mm-hmm. So like uh, 12 year olds, kind of like that. My dad teaches older kids. Older kids. He teaches adults. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was funny because my sister, I have two older sisters, and they both like went to gymnasium. That's a European thing. I don't know, you know what gymnasium is? Not really. It's like after school. Here, it keeps fucking up. So after school, you go to you either go work after nine years, mm-hmm. or you go go to another three years of school, and after that you can study and stuff. And my my sister, they were both like super good in school, had good grades and stuff. And I was like the problem kid. I had super bad grades. I didn't like school at all. I you were like hyperactive, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like diagnosed with ADHD and stuff. I mean, who isn't? I was like the problem kid in school. I didn't have any good grades. And they were really worried. And when I was like 13, you had to like decide to what kind of job you want to do, what direction you want to go. And I was like, I want to be like Skrillex. And your teacher said no. Yeah, and they were like, they were like, they were like what? Are you crazy? Are you nuts? Mm-hmm. You cannot just like, you cannot just like watch TV or like watch celebrities and be like, hey, I want to be like that. And I was like, why not? I mean, they come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. They have a, I have a laptop, I have internet. Why not? What kind of music were your parents playing in the house when you were growing up? Oh, yeah, my dad, he played a lot of classical music. He was the kind of guy who, he got up in the morning really early. He blasted classical tunes really loud <laughs> and like started to do some yoga and stuff like Whoa. Tai Chi. Yeah. So I was, I kind of grew up with that, with lots of classical music. Mm-hmm. And uh, besides that, he was listening to a lot of like indie punk rock, I guess that's how you call it, like mm-hmm. Baby Shambles, you know, like Pete Doherty yeah. and stuff. And like, a lot of indie rock. You did drums, right? Like because of the ADHD they wanted you to do. Yes. I played drums for seven years. Yeah, they were like, hey, he's super hyperactive. Don't you want to like give him some drumsticks and let him just like... <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah. What were your favorite subjects back in school? I hated it all. You hated, you hated everything. Yeah. Uh, I like English. 
I kind of like talking English and um, I like the language. And I was good at it without like any great effort. Mm. Um, I kind of liked the the things where you didn't really the things that weren't serious, like sports. Because then me and my friends we were just doing we were just doing bullshit all the time. We were just trying to pass the time somehow. And uh, yeah. School was difficult though, right? You got bullied. Yeah, yeah. I was really small. I was tiny. Mm -hmm. And when I was like 14 or something, I looked like I looked like 10. Mm -hmm. And so I always got picked on because you know the, the kids who who you can pick on, you're gonna pick on them, you know. And um, yeah, I got bullied a lot. Um, Did your parents know? Kinda. I was kind of, you know, you don't really want to tell your parents at first. Like, mm. um, I at one point I just didn't go to school anymore. Like it was all like I was just like fuck that shit. And for like half a year, and my mom almost got in troubles. Like at one point you get a letter. Oh wow. And you have to pay because <coughs> you're like <coughs> failing to get your kid kid to school. So at one point I got I got put in a problem class. For like problem kids, mm -hmm. it just made it all worse because uh, all the kids there were like me, even worse maybe. Oh well. Yeah, so it just got worse actually, and then I had to switch school. I got kicked out. I went to school on the other side of my city. I finished it there somehow, and yeah, I did it. When the time that you weren't in school, you started with video games. Yeah, I mean I started making music with like 13. Yeah. When I was 13 years old. And yes, I played so many video games before that. It was my life, basically. I used to be a massive Halo player. Halo 3. <laughs> I was like in a clan. I was like almost professionally playing that. Well, that was a dream once. That died. Do you remember who showed you... It was like FL, right? And you were showing your friends, but they... You were the only one who was hooked on it. Everyone else kind of gave up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, guys, I found this dope-ass program where you can like make beats and stuff and I showed it to my friends like if it was a game like hey guys let's, let's fucking do this and uh, we all like got a copy of it and after some days all my friends were like yeah that was that was something and they stopped and I'm still doing it and now yeah. it's my job <laughs> do you remember how you found FL? whoa my dad gave me a three-channel cassette recorder and I think I just googled how to record instruments over each other. Mm -hmm. I think that was it. And then somehow I just found FL and uh, it looked so damn cool. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, so many buttons. And you know, before that, actually my first DAW was um, on the Sony Ericsson's. You had this fucking app where you could just put in loops and I think they were on the same key kind of like Magic's Music Maker mm -hmm. and I always took my mom's phone with that app, Sony Ericsson <laughs> and I was like I was like fuck yeah I was like dancing around with her <laughs> fucking cell phone I, mean, I was like nine years old yeah I think I've even like listened to all her ringtones on her phone oh wow and I just had my favorite ones and I think I even uh, yeah oh my god there's like some cringy video of me like being seven years old 
dancing to one of the Sony Ericsson ringtones because <laughs> that was my jam. That was <laughs> That's my... how you first found music was through the ringtones. <laughs> yeah, the, my first electronic dance music. Those were actually pretty electronic now that you say yeah, it. Yeah, they were, yeah. They're ahead yeah. of their time, Sony Ericsson. <laughs> but what kind of artists were you always listening to more electronic artists or did you listen to different genres before? Um, I started um, with hip-hop, like Eminem, I was really into Eminem when I was younger, like the Eminem, the, 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 M, the show, I think, what's the album called, the Eminem show. Um, I listened to like a lot of 50 Cent back then and then uh, there was like a lot of just like mainstream music that I've heard on TV. I didn't really have like any sources of like where to find music. Then I had my sister's iPod. That was like my first source of like not fully just TV commercial music. Um, I found the uh, Justice Genesis oh, yeah. on my sister's iPod. I was like blown away. I was like, oh, holy shit, that's amazing. And um, from there on, I was like, I told my sister, what, what's that? Show me more, that's crazy. And from there on, it was really just like Pendulum, Prodigy, and at one point, UKF, UKF stuff came, Roscoe, and then Skrillex, and from Skrillex on, I was hooked. Before that, it was like yeah, a lot of Electro as well. Um, Did you have a name before Panda Eyes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. The stuff's online? Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, there is a... Okay, so first I was Blue Root. I, uh, yeah, like, I chose <laughs> my names just by like, hey, that sounds cool. Blue Root sounds cool. Um, then after that, I was Oscillate. Because my name is Oscar. My friends mm. call me Oski. Oh, okay. Uh, and Oscillator <laughs> is how I make music with Or like, that's... You use oh, Oscillators that. for yeah. synthesizers. Oscillators with a C. So I replaced the C with the K. So it became Oscillator and then Oscillate. I thought it was super cool. <laughs> then why did you change it? Why did I change it? Yeah. Good question. I think I was really like sitting down when I was like 15, 16. I had a lot of moments where I had a SoundCloud. I uploaded a lot, of, a bunch of stuff. Then I deleted everything again and started new with a new name. Like, you know, you make all the mistakes, you learn and you start all over. And um, I was sitting together with a friend and we were like, hey, let's come up with a cool ass name. And so we're doing some thinking and everything. And that's how Pandas came together, together with the fact of Pandas slang means that you have those dark circles on your yeah, eyes. Yeah, you never sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't sleep a lot. And uh, that's how I came together, yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you get your music out there initially? In the beginning, I just made a lot of music. Mm -hmm. I just made a lot of music. First four years, nothing happened. Cause did you know people around you in Zurich who was making music? No. So you're just kind of like... I was really alone there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've eventually met some people who were like into music, but no one was really as ambitious as me or like really taking it seriously. And uh, I was pretty alone with it. I, yeah, I'm really happy now in LA because I have people around me who mm -hmm. do the same stuff. But was yeah. it blogs who found their music first or? Oh yeah, do you remember the dubstep.net uh, times, edm.com mm -hmm. times? Yeah. That was the first 
bigger blogs. Oh. Dubstep.net. I remember I was at the festival in uh, Austria. It was called New Urban uh, Urban Arts Forums, something like that. And um, when I was there, they uploaded a tune of mine, uh, Mushroom Factory, on Dubstep.net. And uh, it was the first time you could post to like a bigger platform and I, I lost my shit. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, that was crazy. First time seeing like a lot of comments and stuff. And from there on, they just loved uploading my stuff because the tune did so well on dubstep.net. I think it was number one in their charts oh, wow. for a while. And then they just kept uploading my stuff and then more and more bigger channels started uploading my stuff. And mm -hmm. just, it just was a snowball effect. Did like managers or people start coming for you? So my first manager, he was a Swiss guy, uh, he, he found me randomly, uh, he told me a friend of him, a friend of his was like, hey, check out this band Panda something, and he was searching for Panda, and then he saw me, and it was like this, this band, mm -hmm. like, this random ass band, and it was like me, we were both Swiss, and he was like, wait, fuck that band, I want to go for that guy. And, so uh, random and lucky. Yeah, and then he texted me, and at first I, I did everything myself from beginning. I self-released everything, and I I did all my shit myself, my marketing, and oh, then wow. getting all the artwork together and all that. And then he came, and I was like, Why should I trust you? Why should I mm -hmm. share my my uh, all I've built with you? You know. And then I made him f work for free for me for like a year. I think. Oh wow. Yeah. Till I was like, okay, I'm hiring you. Then I was working with him, and uh, now I'm with Disciple. But what, what did your parents think of the whole thing? Um, so my mom was really, she was really scared at the beginning, because I didn't make any money and stuff. And she was like, yeah, well, what is he doing? You know, she she kind of eventually almost saw it like, you know, when you're when it's like 4 a.m. and your mom comes in your room and you're like still playing like fucking GTA. Um, that's kind of how it felt, even when I was working. She was like, hey, stop fucking playing that video game. I'm like, mom, I'm making music. That's my life. And uh, eventually she got it. At the point where I started bringing some money home, she she got super cool mm -hmm. about it. My dad is weird, I don't know, he never really cared. I mean, he does care, but he's bad at showing it. So after you finished high school, did you just do music? Were you living with your parents? Okay, so first of all, after school, if you don't have a job, there's like, there's nine years, and if you don't have a job, you can do the tenth year, like an extra year. And I did the extra year, and it's so boring there, because all you do is like, they give you some things to do, like a piece of metal, and you have to like fucking shape it into a penguin. <laughs> and that takes months, because it's a piece of metal. And they literally just, they just give you things to do till you have a job. And I remember going to the guy who like helps you to pick out a job or like to show to see what fits for you mm -hmm. and I was like hey I want to make music and this guy was like hmm like looking at my papers and he was like hmm don't you want to like work uh, for the heating heating <laughs> company and I was like dude so random do you listen to me this is what I said I was like music I like music that's my passion it's like yeah but rates are really bad and uh, you know that's not really a job and I was like all right dude fuck off and I walked <laughs> out and I think like one day later I, I quit that school and I was like I'm going full in full in because I always knew that 
You know, people always told me, you gotta have a plan B. But if you have a plan B, how, you know, like so many people work on a plan A, and there's so many people making music and so many people chasing their one dream. If you have a fucking plan B and you're constantly thinking like, no, that could, it could maybe, what if it doesn't work? What if it fails? And then you're always doubting yourself and you're just like, I knew that I have to be like, fuck plan B. I have my plan A and I go all in and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that worked. How now. did you meet Virtual Riot? Well, that was funny. Uh, it was on Skype. Um, I was already a huge fan of him years, years ago. And for some reason, I had him on Skype. And I was in a Skype call with a friend. And I was like, hmm, let's just like invite him to the call. Like, he's not going to pick up anyways. Like, why, why should he? But he did. <laughs> he did pick up. And he was <laughs> like, yo, guys, what's up? Sitting in front of his PC. And uh, he was like talking really bad English, you know, like German English, but like mm-hmm. even worse back then. And I was like, dude, I speak German as well. We can speak in German. He was like, oh, dude, sick. And then we started talking and just started showing me like a bunch of stuff and since that day we're friends I guess. And what was the decision to do YouTube and Twitch? That just came pretty much out of boredom because yeah I was in Switzerland and it was like since two years it's going well and then I just find myself in this situation like being home, being alone a lot, making lots of music and then I just kind of started, I needed like another outlet you know. So I started making videos. Um, editing videos and recording videos feels a lot like making music. Like you get your you get your material together and you start editing. It's a lot about feelings. Like how does this feel? You know, if I do a cut here, if I cut this together, if I say a thing that kind of way, it's, it's all about feelings, kind of, and trusting your intuition, trusting your gut. And yeah, it just feel, felt great to have another outlet. Mm-hmm. And then the autoimmune was a huge thing that happened to yeah. you. Like you didn't really know what it was and you were given all these tests and you didn't know if you could trust the doctors and everything. Yeah. Um, I got really sick at one point. Uh, I remember having a show and I thought it was just a stomach flu, but like a long ass stomach flu. And I remember having this show in Switzerland that I told my doctor I really want to play it. That was phase one, virus syndicate met him there for the first time and I was like just give me some strong antibiotics I want to go play that show and I did that I did it I almost like blacked out like five times during my set oh, wow. but I don't think people noticed and then uh, after that I got even more sick and then they diagnosed me with it I did like a little uh, I took some medicaments like cortisone for a while I feel pretty good now, actually, mm, that's good. since since a while. But uh, yeah, it, it can flare up and stuff. But I don't know. I'm not even really sure if I have this disease. In my head, I'm like, no. I'm like in denial about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel good right now. So you change your lifestyle also with it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I started eating a bit healthier and, and everything. Um, but all in all. I'm doing okay. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. It doesn't really matter how much you suffer or how much you think your life sucks or how much you think that you're in a bad situation. You just gotta fucking appreciate life and continue mm-hmm. and make the best out of it. And that's what it was about pretty much. I love life. Life is amazing. Just like, yeah. 
the bad things just as much as the good things. They're all, you know, you can't appreciate the good things if you don't have any bad things. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it all matters. Yeah. How would you say your music has changed since the early songs you made? Hmm. Okay, one big thing that I always notice when I listen to my old things, and I think most artists have that, is when I listen to my old stuff, I have that feeling of, you know, when you start off, especially when you're young, I didn't have like any rules, I didn't have any big expectations, um, I didn't have like this huge comparison with like how, how uh, good I should be at that point. And so what I did, I had like this childish creativity where I just went like, oh, let's just do that and that and put that on it and then like tempo change and then like just do that and that and that shouldn't work, but let's still put it together. And I don't really do that that much anymore. My music is made way cleaner now and everything. Way more thought through, way more structured. Um, I think that's the biggest change that I could like talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How would you say you've grown as a person since you were younger? Oh, a lot. <laughs> uh, I was, I can barely recognize myself anymore, to be honest. Like really? four, four, four or five years ago, I was, uh, I was a really confused kid. I'm still a confused kid, but um, especially starting to play shows. I was so like antisocial. I hated big crowds. I hated being uh, just in situations that I couldn't really control. And then I started to like, they were like, hey, you want to play a show? And I was like, fuck. So I started playing shows and I was shitting, my, I was shitting myself so hard. But the more shows I played, I, sh like, I was shitting myself every single time, like for like the first 50 shows and I still kind of shit myself. But uh, it, was, it was hardcore. Mm -hmm. It was hardcore um, in the beginning, but it made, I think that's one of the things that really made me grow the most. It's just like getting in front of people, facing your fears. That's the thing that makes you grow, facing your fears. And just meeting all these people and seeing how they're like cool. And it's just all humans and no one really wants anything bad to you. And you don't really have to be scared of anyone. You don't really have to be afraid of anyone. And yeah, meeting people is great. Other than the autoimmune, what would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Myself, my head, the mm -hmm. race against myself, the... Yeah, it's pretty much just myself, facing my fears. Mm -hmm. Just just getting out there and, and, and following my dreams without being scared. Why did you decide to go with Disciple? Um, that's an easy one, so we were, we were supposed to make an EP with them. And my manager, my old one, he was kind of, he was a super nice too, but he was kind of hard to work with. And so they were like, hey, we don't want to work with him. It doesn't really work. He was demanding a lot. And then they were like, hey, don't you just want to sign with us? <laughs> and I was like, I was like thinking about it for like five seconds. And I was like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of my favorite producers are there. And uh, what my manager didn't get is, I always wanted to belong somewhere, you know? You just want to belong somewhere. You want to want to have a family. You want to kind of like know, yeah, you want to belong. And with him, because I did everything myself, and because I was like so independent, every time I played a show, I was like the outsider. There was like those artists, they know each other, they're from the same label. Mm. But me, I was, I just showed up and I was always alone. I was always like the outsider. And I fucking hated it. And 
yeah, what he didn't get is that I like yeah, that that's what I wanted. I just wanted to belong somewhere, have a family, and it's what that's what I have with disciple now. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not just all me now, it just it just feels good. It feels right. What does success look like to you? Success, uh, reaching your goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, succeeding. That's what success looks like. What does love mean to you? Love. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love is. Uh, Love is the energy that keeps me going. Love is the thing that makes me get up in the morning. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? For the things I did. For the things I leave behind. For the impact. And for the... I just want to be remembered as me. And uh, yeah, I just yeah. want to... I just want to have a good impact on this world. I kind of want to leave it behind a bit better than it was before, which is really hard, which is a hard thing, but I try my best. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Peace, guys.